0: Love Talk Radio
1: Welcome to Soulfulpreneur Talk Radio with your hosts Rachel Archileas and Megan Grandelmeier.
0: Merging spirituality and business on
1: the
2: Enlightenment Evolution Network. Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Rachel Archelaus and I'm with Megan Krandelmeier here. Hi there. This is Soulfulpreneur Talk Radio where we merge spirituality and business to help you create a life and a work situation that you absolutely love. Today, we have such a super special guest named Christina Morassi. Um, she's all about creating your ecstatic brand. So she fits in perfectly today. I can't wait to get into the questions for her. We already have some submitted, and we see a bunch of you on the phone lines waiting to talk to her. So if you'd like to call in and ask a question, you can call 347 347- 308-8788 and press the number 1 on your keypad to raise your hand. But first, we would just like to introduce you to our network. We are part of a network called the Enlightenment Evolution Network, and we're just going to tell you about the shows, and then we'll get right to Christina.
3: So tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have Victoria Vives Wong who hosts Earth Sky People Radio, your bridge between heaven and earth. She talks about living in oneness with one another, with Mother Earth, and with life beyond earth. On Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, we
2: have Rob Gauthier's show. He was the founder of the network. His show is called The Enlightenment Evolution Hour. And he channels a being called Trev, who takes your questions. And Rob also has amazing guests like channelers and other metaphysical
3: teachers. And you can find out more about him at trebchanneling.com. Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have Philip Malika's Consciousness Evolution Hour. He discusses a wide range of metaphysical topics from the perspective of the fifth dimension. And you can find Philip and the Consciousness Evolution 2.0 group on Facebook. On Friday night, we
2: have the Earth Experience with Kalina Angel at 9 p.m. Eastern, and the Earth Experience explores our souls' expansion through our human experiences on Earth.
3: Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern, we have the Odyssey Ascension with Roxanne Swainhart. Uh, she will have two hours of Ascension downloads, and she answers questions about past lives, ETs, soul purpose, energy activations, and all things Ascension. And Rocky is a fabulous channeler and Ascension guide.
2: And our show on Sunday has a new time. It's at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. It's called About Oneness. And it's with Karen Newman, who presents um, basically the whole deal on our ongoing conscious awakening of the planet, our realization of oneness and unconditional love. And she's just fabulous. This week, her guest um,
3: is the twin soul medium. So you can call in and ask her questions. And then Mondays at a new time, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 Pacific, we have Heart to Heart Talk Radio with Daniel Scranton. And Daniel talks about all things metaphysical, and he has a real focus on channeling, energy work toning, and sound healing.
2: So if you're new to us, you're kind of hearing a little bit of a theme there. You know, this network is all about spirituality and metaphysics, and that's one of the reasons I really vibed with Christina a year, year and a half ago, I guess, when I, I heard about her. You know, she teaches business in a really different way. And she kind of went first. Like, she was our way shower uh, for all of us hippie, healer, <laughs> um, spiritual junkies. And she learned how to do it. And she came back and she uses our language to help us understand what the dilly is. I have to say, I would not be where I am, having eight, nine thousand dollar months if it wasn't for her. So thank you, Christina. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me tell you more about her before we bring her on. Christina Morassi is an international speaker and personal brand expert who helps women entrepreneurs combine their gifts together into one profitable business. She calls this your ecstatic brand and knows that it helps you stand out in the marketplace so that clients and opportunities find you. Today, women entrepreneurs want to know how she built her business to more than half a million dollars in three years, and Christina knows it was on the strength of her unique personal brand. So today, she speaks on international stages and coaches women in over 13 countries on how to liberate their ecstatic brand and attract high-playing clients. You can find out more about her at her website, ChristinaMoreci.com. Mm -hmm. well hi christina
1: (laughs) hello rachel it's great to be here thank you for that lovely introduction I've no one's ever called me a way shower before i i really took a moment to take that in so thank you for that profound
2: well you're welcome it is
1: so true Hmm. Thank you. I'm excited to be here with you guys. Sounds like you're creating something very powerful with the networks and all the things that you're sharing and really weaving together business and spirituality. So I am absolutely here to be a service and I just want to check in. Can you hear me okay to make sure sound quality is good?
2: Yeah, you sound great. It
1: sounds great. Okay, perfect. So, So, So I'm at your disposal. How can I support? I'm excited to get to be here with everyone.
3: Yeah, great. Well, just to remind our listeners, um, if anyone has a question during the show, they can call in 347-308-8788 and just press 1, and um, we'll see that you've raised your hand. So, Christina, it's a pleasure to meet you this way. Mm, Um, Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, you have a really interesting story, Um, so I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Mm, Okay. Well, I think it it is nice for me to start there because, you know, I'm talking about ecstatic brand and people are probably wondering what that is exactly, so a great way for you to understand it is to hear how it operated in my life and my desire is that hopefully you can get some interesting ideas for your own life. So it started out, I actually began in fashion photography in New York City, and I was assisting really high-level fashion photographers, you know, and I was on these amazing photo shoots with, like, Giselle before she was Giselle, and Heidi Klum before it was Project Runway, and Paris Hilton and Britney Spears, and... It was this incredible education, and there were parts of it that I absolutely loved. Um, but somewhere along the way, I had a death in the family. And, you know, fashion photography in that light of inquiry can look pretty vapid and materialistic and really doesn't help when a dark night of the soul comes up. So I started questioning everything, and a course of events, kind of led me on a whim to move out to Los Angeles. And I was just asking like this, I think, am I doing photography because I'm meant to be doing it or just because I've been doing it for so long? And I started exploring the healing art. I had read about them extensively. I'd had some cranial sacral sessions and was just blown away by the work. It was such a subtle touch, but I would leave like store. And so I was wondering, like, I don't know, could I learn this? I mean, it was sort of out of the blue, but I ended up completely diving into the healing arts, and started with cranial sacral therapy, and then learned polarity therapy, and then massage, and then Reiki, and shamanic work, and kind of everything I could get my hands on. Um, and then along the way, as I dove into the healing arts world, I started to find the expressive art. So I found ecstatic dance, and what I like to call performance art improv, and method writing, and you know, I started to see how profound expressive arts could be, that when a person could truly let the divine move through them and the expression just come out of their beinghood, their bodies and their expression, it was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, who needs a massage table and a therapeutic session? Like, let's just have people express themselves. So, i have a little bit of a mad scientist archetype, so I started looking into, like, how can I blend all of this together? And so I started leading workshops, and I was blending together my background in the healing arts with the expressive arts. So these workshops looked a little bit like communal performance art alchemy, sort of the closest I can come up with at the moment. And it was great. I mean, I felt very fulfilled with what I was doing, but I was very much a stereotypical, as I like to say, hippie healer, burning man girl. You know, I didn't care about money. Um, I was actually living as a house sitter for three and a half years because I didn't want to have to work in order to make rent, and I really wanted to follow my bliss and see what wanted to come into my body of work into the world. And, you know, that was okay, but I ended up kind of, you know, I had this deep drive to really be of service on the planet and to want to help to make great change. And this article that I read actually shifted everything for me because he made, the person writing the article made this very great point, and he said, all right, let's look at this. Like, the balance of wealth and power in the world is in the hands of the people, unfortunately, who don't care very much. But what would happen if the balance of wealth and power in the world were in the hands of the people who do care, like the healers, like the artists, like the heart-centered entrepreneurs? And in that moment, something just clicked for me, and I got it. And it was like, oh, my God, I'm actually being irresponsible by not caring about money and not knowing how to make money and not thinking it's important because really this is the way our world operates in the moment. So if I want to help to make great change on the planet, I have to figure this out and I need to be one of the ones with the balance of wealth and power in the world. So that set a lot in motion for me. I had no idea how to do it. I mean, no business background to of whatsoever. But I found the world of service-based businesses and heart-centered entrepreneurs and coaches and internet marketing and like literally spirit just sort of sent me right there and I found this lecture series and, and it was like, Eureka, this stuff is fascinating. This seems like it's really what I've been looking for. But I ran into a big problem, and I bet many of you can relate to this. In this industry, the prevailing wisdom is that in order to start a business, you need to pick one thing, you need to choose your niche, and basically you need to leave everything else out. And you know, at that time when I heard that, I was just like, that feels awful in my system. Something doesn't feel right about that. How can I leave things out? And it almost feels like amputation or like cutting off a limb. And I just wasn't willing to do that. I knew there must be another way. I I was this broken record one summer. I was in all these different masterminders. They got so tired of me because I kept saying, I've got all these gifts, but I don't know how they come together. I've got all these gifts, but I don't know how they come together. And so finally, you know, I had a moment where I was at an event and I heard a particular mentor sharing her wisdom and she made an offer for a high-end program, coaching program. And I had like, I had that full-bodied yes where it was like, oh my God, I'm supposed to do this. This is a huge investment. This is a massive leap. I don't know what I'm thinking, but I'm not thinking. I'm just in that place of intuition. I'm going to go for it. So with her support, And I pushed, too, because I'm like, there's got to be a way it all comes together. We looked at it, and it was like, all right, so as a healer, I know how to set up sacred space and draw out somebody's essence and get them tapped into their truth and their bodies. Well, now, what if I photograph them? So keep in mind... I had let go of photography. I hadn't picked up a camera, really, in about eight years. So it was in my past. It didn't make a lot of sense, but I just knew there had to been a reason I did that. Like, who gets to spend six years around supermodels and celebrities and flying internationally to, like, do these wild photo shoots? Like, there had to been a reason that I did that. So. So we ended up weaving those together, and I created a business as a transformational photographer, and I brought them together, and I my gifts together, and I created a career that hadn't existed yet. And what that looked like is I took pictures of women entrepreneurs, because of course they do need headshots, but I did it in a different way. There was movement, there was meditation, there was essential oils, it was like a giant shamanic ritual on some level, and... They got headshots. So it was a really beautiful bridging, literally, of spirituality and business. And I think that really helped me to stand out in the marketplace because there weren't any other transformational photographers at that time. And so that was unique. And then I also, because I'd been doing all the expressive arts, I really allowed myself to kind of be unique in my marketing. You know, I was doing ecstatic dance in my videos and I was roaring in my business videos because one of my workshops used to be called the Roar, and so I was doing stuff that was unique for me. Didn't make a lot of sense per se in the business marketplace, but it was my personal expression into the world. So I allowed that process, and I stood out. And all of that, as um, Rachel was saying, you know, allowed me to, you know, reach six figures in 15 months, and then multiple six figures in my second year, and in my third year, like over half a million. Now, as Hippie a Burning Man Girl, I made like $600 a month. I knew nothing about money, like Nothing but what is so exciting about this process is because it really it's still not about the money for me it's never been about the money i do appreciate the lifestyle that it affords but it's more about me stepping into my power and my body of work in the world but i do get to do good with that money that's the part that really excites me like i'm in that process now of like obviously in a a small level in some way but like I'm stepping into that balance of wealth and power in the world and that's what drives me so I feel very driven to help other people do the same because I know so many of you also have that drive you know you have something unique to bring onto the planet and you know that you're meant to be one of the ones in power like a leader in the world stage. So that's what drives me. And I think if that's the case, then we all have these unique blends of our gifts that will help us to step into our mission and our movement on the planet and help us to really stand out in the marketplace so that we can become more effective and make more change on the planet. So It's a long story, but I hope that you can see yourself in how I've shared that. And my greatest wish is that you might start thinking of, like, how do all your gifts come together? What are you being prepared for? So thanks for listening to that.
2: Wow. That's such an amazing story. I've (laughs) I've heard heard it it several times because I listen to everything that you do. But I still get (laughs) to when you talk about reading the article and then having that epiphany about – just your mindset around money, you know, Mm -hmm. and the two questions that I got submitted were about your mindset. And basically Mm. I wanted to know what is the difference that you had to go through, like in your mindset shift between being (laughs) the healer, burning man girl to where you are now? Because I think there's something we can go deeper into there. Like, it wasn't the money that's motivating you, and we all get that, but you realize that having the money was important. So could you give us more of what that mindset shift was like and how it continued to drive you to to find your ecstatic brand?
1: Mm-hmm. Great question. <sighs> I'm sort of mining into all of my experience to steal into the best answer. I think the first important piece was that I realized that my wiring around money was faulty. I think that's the first thing we all have to realize is what we were given in societal conditioning and in our family upbringing around money is faulty like it's not the real truth like we have old belief systems that really need to be changed because i grew up in a family that was middle class of middle class of middle class and very 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 proud of that like totally looked down on wealth thought that rich people were evil you know i mean really like i grew up with a lot of that mindset and i had a lot to shift there But I started to learn from people who had gotten to the other side and who had changed their belief systems around money. So I started seeing what they were doing. And and first of all, I really think the most important thing is coming to terms with, am I ready to have my own new beliefs around money? Because that in itself can be kind of intense sometimes. Because we have usually unconscious loyalty to our families and our upbringing to sort of be like them on some level. Um, So I had to kind of individuate from that process and be like, okay, I want to find my relationship to that. So there were so many pieces along the way. I mentioned being at that event where the mentor made an offer for a high-end program. And this, just to let you know, was a six-month program for $50,000. Now, I mean, my brain exploded when I heard what this program was exactly. And she only had space for one person at the time and i was at this event and i was with my husband at the time We are now of course but at the time and i just looked at him and i was like oh my god i think it's me and i had this deep knowing so i'm pretty good if i get a deep full body yes i do it and i freak out later some people freak out first i freak out later but i'm sharing this story because in my freak out later i resourced with a friend and she said well you know what, what if you looked at it like this? Like maybe, yes, $50,000 sounds like an insane investment, maybe, certainly to some. But really, the size of the investment is the size door that you are opening up in the universe for yourself. And that size investment is also showing the universe that you need business. And in that moment, it was like, holy shit, there's like so many different ways to look at money than the the ones that were handed down to me. So I started realizing that I had to literally like rearrange the wires in my brain. Now, the way that I was taught from my mentors is a great way to do that is to read wealth consciousness books. You know, there are lots of them out there and what you can do is pick any book that speaks to you different books are going to speak to different people i'll mention a few of them in a moment but what you can do is just read a few pages a day doesn't need to be a big huge endeavor but turn it into a meditation turn it into like a training of some sort a retraining of your brain it's almost like if you go to the gym we like turn this into a workout of some kind like Every day, maybe it's in the morning, maybe it's a night before you go to bed, you read three pages in a wealth consciousness book. And that will start the process of the rearranging of the wires in your brain to see money as different. Because I started to realize money is not evil. Money is actually, in my humble opinion, a sign of God's love. Like it's sort of, you know, the more I get right with God and my relationship because we've had issues in the past me and God. Um, We've needed some couples counseling. But as I get more and more right with God, like the money does begin to flow. And I see that as my opening to the universe and my willingness to let the divine move through me and seeing just how money is a literal manifestation of circulation. I offer something out into the world and I receive benefits from it. So just a few to finish up the answer, like, For books for you to read, you know, there are seminal books called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. To be honest, that's not one. I (laughs) like, many people love that one, and you you may love it. So Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. There's also um, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. That is one of my favorites. Um, I do like Money and the Law of Attraction by Jerry and Esther Hicks. Uh, And then The Game of Life and How to Play It is a great one by Florence Gobble Shin. The Game of Life and How to Play, it was written by a woman in the 20s, I believe. So talk about a way shower. Um, and then lastly, if you really want to have, pardon my French, but I do like to swear for effect, a serious mindfuck. There's a great book called Busting Loose from the Money Game. <laughs> I, I think Robert Schoenfeld. And boy, you, you have to be, really be ready for this book because it really fusses with your sense of reality, but it's it's a good one. So those are some possibilities. Like I really recommend you can also just go to a bookstore, go to the section on wealth consciousness and see which books reach out to you. Like I want you to find the ones that feel good to read. Like we're women. We need to follow the pathway of pleasure. It's like, you know, people force me to read thinking, Grow rich and I hated it. And it's just silly. Like I just look for the ones that feel good. So, so that's what I would say is be willing to rearrange your brain Turn it into, like, a practice where you start, you know, you're reading the wealth consciousness books. And and then let the universe keep showing you that, you know, women are meant to be in pleasure. We are meant to live into abundance. We love adornment. Like, it's in our very nature. So let's all keep stepping more and more into that. I love that. Thank you so much for really
2: taking the time to break all that down. Because I think... Mm -hmm. It's, a, it's such an important thing. And, yeah, when you recommended Busting Loose from the money game um, when I took your course, I bought it, and I put it on the shelf for a few months because the cover is so, like, corny. It is. Oh, and totally.
1: <laughs> yeah, I forget to good. tell you guys that because it is, like, you have to just sort of take the cover off because it's totally cheesy. But, yes, yeah. sorry, go I, finish.
3: <laughs> I think that that was done on purpose. Actually. Probably. I, I think it's so. It's probably to, true. Yeah, you have to be ready. You have to dive into this. You know, see it's the illusion, right? The yes. cover is not what Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that,
2: that totally shifted everything for me. I just I love that book. I recommend it to everybody too. But yeah, you have to be ready for it yeah. for sure.
3: Yeah. She hadn't she had me read that and um I had to put it down part way through because <laughs> I was freaking out that nobody else existed
1: and <laughs> You know that's usually the place that freaks people out. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is funny, but talk about a brain rearranger, right? Oh, Which I think is kind of what we need in order to create new neural pathways. We sort of need things to be rearranged, so that's awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we
3: do have um, some people with questions, so um, why don't we go to the caller from area code nine two eight? So I'm going to unmute. Hello, nine two eight.
1: Yes, hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome.
3: Thanks for calling in. Uh, you're welcome. Do you have a question for us? Uh,
2: Yes, I do. Great. Go for it. And tell us your name, too. Uh, Alfina. Hi, Alfina. So what's your question for Hi. Christina?
1: Uh, I have um, arrangements, like first, the end of the end of September. And I'm wondering if it's going to go according to plan. Ah, oh, okay.
2: Well, I think today we're just going to have calls and questions for Christina. I'm not sure if you want to explain your arrangements to her, if she could help you. What do you think?
1: Well, let me just check in for a second. Is this more of like of a psychic nature kind of question? Because that's definitely not my area of expertise. Um, Yeah. Okay, I think I think it sounds like you guys have quite a few other people in your network who so that's their expertise and I would really recommend anyone listening that, you know, you've listened to what I talk about because we all have very important things to offer to the world and my body of work is going to be very different from your body of work, Althena, and different from other people, other guests on the radio show's body of work. So I would ask if the questions come in that, you know, you've been listening to what I've shared and want to know how, some of my journey can support you in your journey. So I wouldn't be the best person to answer that question. But thank you for chiming in.
2: Thanks for calling, Alfina. And if you want to call in next week, we'll get to readings at the end, okay? All right. Thanks
3: so much. So we do have another caller on the line, um, area code 805. So let's unmute. Oh,
0: actually... Hello. Hold on. There we go. Eight oh five. Hi, this is Lana. Can you hear me? Hi. Actually you're the Hi. I was at Christina's event in December twenty
1: twelve and it was so Lana? Hi. You came you came on stage too, didn't you, Lana? That's right. You had some laser coaching. I remember that moment. (laughs) Nice to hear your voice again. (laughs) <laughs> you too. And my question
0: is about what did you do to um, step into confidence when it comes to what you have to offer?
1: I think I missed a word. What What did I do to get into what? Sorry? Con-
0: to have confidence in confidence. what it is that, that you're offering. Yeah, because I noticed that. I have a lot of insecurities about.
1: Oh, is it good enough? And then I tend to over deliver. So, right. Oh, that's a great question. I feel I feel that in my bones when you ask it, because it's such a big one. I mean, that's one of the things that breaks my heart the most is when I come across women entrepreneurs who I can tell are all that in a bag of chips and like have so much to offer into the world but they find themselves getting stopped for one reason or another. Very often it is the lack of confidence in their work. It usually is often some visibility issues. And I love to focus there and support people through that process because it's just like, listen, we all need to like completely come together to make great change on this planet. So I need everybody at their highest gain. So what can I do to support that process? Um, so it's, I could answer from a couple of different ways, Lana. Do you have a sense of, like, do you know if it the uh, – is it visibility issues? Is it, like, a fraud factor? Do you have a sense of what it might be more specifically for you? And if not, I could just go ahead and answer, but I thought I would well, ask.
0: Well, it's definitely related to pricing. Like, I hmm. feel like I have to charge less and – it's not really satisfying and mm. and then the over delivering part
1: okay tell tell me what you mean when you say that you feel like you have to charge less who who says that
0: basically, just you know charge what what everyone
1: else charges <laughs> I see. Well, let me share the way I feel, the way I teach pricing. Um, I believe that each one of us is vibrating literally at a certain frequency. And you can measure the megahertz in the body. And I think that whatever life experiences we've had has us all vibrating. We've all felt that. Some people feel like they're maybe at a higher you know, not good or bad, but like a higher vibration, maybe slightly more in the positive ends of things. Maybe some people are at a lower vibration. Maybe they have more negativity in their world. And it doesn't mean, like, I'm no Pollyanna. Like, I've got a lot of dark, heavy shit that I've had to work through. So I'm not like a Pollyanna light vibrator of, of any any source. But it's important to for us to, like, I guess, so, okay, so let me... Let me let me first say that I think pricing needs to come from our own individual vibration and where are like, I think there's a match between what we charge for our programs and where we are literally vibrating. So when I help my clients figure out their pricing, we do it from the body. Like I get everyone literally up on their feet in their hips moving from the body tapped into the pleasure of the feminine and i asked them to ask their body what their pricing is because i found that is a far more interesting way to get the information and then it comes from an intuitive place versus a head space so the question is then, like, so what factors factor into, like, what your body might be telling you about pricing? And this is what I've found, is, you know, the times that I have invested in myself, if you think about that, like, say, before I invested the $50,000, a 50 year a Birdie Man Girl making $600 a month, versus after I invested $50,000 in myself for six months. Can you guys just feel into how much my vibration probably shifted from that? The fact that I, I guess, valued myself enough to think I was worth that crazy investment like that in itself started to shift my vibration so my price point went up so with the help of my coach I created a program and my first offering was you know two-day intensive for five thousand dollars now I didn't sell a ton of them you know I but I did sell one actually quite effortlessly I, I mean I sold a couple actually but like the first one was very effortless and so and the reason I was able to charge the five grand was because I just invested fifty grand in myself. So that really factored into it. And also, like, how much wealth consciousness training I was doing factored into it because my vibration would change from that process. Also, the people that I surrounded myself with. You know, if I was surrounding myself with people, you know, the broke healers, that was very different from entrepreneurs who were really making a go of it and really valuing money. Um, also the lifestyle that I was choosing, obviously within reason. So all of these factors affected the vibration I was at, and then I just tuned into that place. So I told you about the two-day intensive where I started, but then I got feedback from the marketplace where people were like, you know, so this two-day intensive, first day was all transformation work and the second day was a photo shoot. That's how I brought my gifts together in my first offering. And then the feedback from the marketplace were because people saw the beautiful photos that I did, but they weren't really crazy about the five grand investment. So they wanted, they're like, I just need some headshots, which was a little bit of a blow to my ego, totally. But at the same time, to be a good business person, you need to know what your expression is moving through you and your expression of the divine. But you also need to like have business brain on to see how it's moving in the marketplace and to see what your feedback is, so you can test and tweak your offering. So, I listened to people wanting the headshots, and I and I went in that direction. So I I shifted my next offering was basically like a five hour photo shoot that had some transformation work, obviously much less, and people basically got headshots. Now when I went to price that, that was that was an intense process because headshots at the time – and still, you can find people who will do headshots for you for like $300 or something. So I priced it at 997 and it was interesting. I had to stand in that value in the marketplace. And people – some people are like, you're not – I can go get headshots for $300. But it was like, yeah, but you're not going to get headshots like mine. You're not going to get transformation work that completely, like, shamanically shifts your entire life and, like, a former fashion photographer in New York City. You're not going to get, like, headshots that totally have your radiance in it that help to draw an ideal client. So I had to own that, and it was really only through doing the work, seeing what happened in their lives, my clients' lives, and just, like having to grow cojones, you know, in the process, really. So, so that, pro, you know, that offer started at 997. But then shortly after, I'd done it a few times. My clients were having great results. And so that lifted my frequency up again. And it was like I went up to, I think, 14, 1397 or something like that. And my coach laughed at me because she thought that wasn't much of a bump up. But I think I did it in a moment when she wasn't paying attention. And so then, then that went up to nineteen ninety seven. And then it went up to 24.97, and the last time, because I don't take photos myself now, I very often will have my clients have the photo shoot experience, but now I hire other photographers to do it. That was my up level. But by the time I finished taking the photos, it was the same experience that originally was 997 was 5,000 dollars. And all of that had to do with me doing the work. Feeling better and better about it, um, seeing the results, and really like earning my street cred too. You know, from doing the work and standing in the marketing of it, and getting known for it, and continuing to invest in myself and continuing to listen to insights. So, so I think that's how I was able to do it, Lana. Does that feel helpful for your journey? Yeah, I definitely love asking the body for the price.
0: But um, so when you raise the the rate were there clients who wanted to invest in the new rate well you know what I
1: did because I had um, I've had a couple of different mentors in my experience and each of them have had different areas of expertise so um, when I was in that mentorship, the first mentor, she had amazing area of expertise in some, some areas, but not necessarily in launching per se. So I didn't know any better. So what I would do is I would tell people the rates were going up at a certain date and that they could get it at the current rate in the meantime. So that was my version of launching. Now I look back and I giggle because I would never really teach that to my clients. But whatever, that's what was there at the time. So. So that was my marketing ploy. People knew the rates were going up, so they could get it at the current rate at this time, and then I let them use it within, like, six months or something. And so that a lot of people, I would get an influx because people would realize they'd You know, the people that it at 997 and didn't jump on it, you know, then had to get it way later, like, double the price. They watched my progression and knew they needed to jump on it. Um, and then by the next time I was ready to raise my rates, the next people were like, oh, wait, 2500 That's still a good price. You know, like I need to get in before it goes up to five grand." It was the way I did it at that moment.
0: That's awesome. And then the last thing about really standing in your, this is my price, standing in your worth, how did you get to that point of really having this self-worth
1: You know, I would say it probably was a lot of coaching. I mean, I think I got quite a few metaphoric pitch slaps in the early days, you know, like just get it together, stand in your power. I mean, it's sort of like, you know, baptism by fire. You just got to do it. Um, I will say also if if any of you are doing things that are a little unusual, like, like transformational photography, no one knew what that was at the time, four years ago. So I had to do a little bit of education too. I had to figure out how do I share how different this is. So I devised, you know, like showing people behind the scenes as I would go along in each photo shoot day so they could see the movement. They could see how people were flipping their switch. Um, So sometimes it's education, like you really need to let people know the value. Uh, And then other times it's really just continuing to step out. Like, what's your next biggest stretch, Lana? Like, you know, is it um, reaching out to get more speaking gigs? Is it investing in your next mentor? Like, what's your next scary step? And if you just keep doing it and just keep showing up and just keep being out there with your marketing, with your videos, with your newsletters, I think it just naturally starts to come. I still have areas of total insecurity, for sure, but you kind of just have to get over it and keep moving forward. So I know you've got a and lot awesome. of bring into the world, sister. Thank you. I know, yes, I think my awesome. favorite
3: sentence is, what's your next scary step? <laughs> that's,
1: <laughs> that's great. <laughs> You'll have to report back and let me know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome.
1: thanks, thanks, Lana. thanks for timing
2: in, Lana. All right. That was great. Thanks for spending so much time on that. And mm, it's a really good. beautiful segue into this whole thing of visibility issues you know
1: you're
2: you're so great with that so can you help us you know what is a visibility issue and how can how can having your own ecstatic brand help with that
1: this is definitely a topic near and dear to my heart because visibility issues to me are basically when you're afraid to step out and be seen and if that's the case you may have the best work to offer into the world imaginable but if you're afraid to be seen and like step out and afraid of being criticized or things like that the world is going to completely miss out and i just kind of not on my watch i can't let that go down and you know there's lots of very good reasons why the visibility issues are in place like first of all we all have them i've had them really badly they're much less now, but I still have them. And generally, they're going to come from an experience in childhood that we have. And it it could be from a couple of different places. It might be that, you know, all the conditioning that we got of like, don't get a big head or like, you know, if you're too big, then you're going to outshine your brother or your sister or your best friend or even your mother or father. So, All of that was like, oh, God, I can't be my big glorious self then. Like, I need to make people feel okay in order for survival, really. So I'm going to dull myself down. And then, other people, of course, you know maybe have got like really nastily criticized when they were younger or felt a lot of judgment, and then, of course, some people got unwanted attention i mean, God forbid everyone, including myself, was some sexual abuse too, so we got attention that didn't feel good, so in order to create safety, again, we dulled ourselves down, and that was great at that time I mean, it was a wonderful coping mechanism, and it worked. But unfortunately, so many of us are still living there, and it's not healthy now. So the ways that I've developed to help people with this visibility uh, crisis on some level is the simplest one. I mean, there's lots of ways that I've developed, but the simplest one, it, it almost sounds too easy, but it's basically using clothing to begin to work through your visibility issues. And let me tell you where I came up with this. So I told you I was in the ecstatic dance world. And I would dance with this community probably three times a week, you know, way back when, in the hippie healer, Burning Man Girl days. And then inevitably I would see someone from dance class, outside of dance class, out in normal life, if you will, and they would have no idea who I was none i was like invisible and i just kept going come on like you see me three times a freaking week seriously you don't know who i am and it happened so many times that i was like all right what is going on here and it was like god i must be that invisible so i started challenging myself you know at the time i probably wore black yoga pants and a white tank top of sorts and i thought all right well Actually, I actually don't even know where I got that idea now that I think about it. But somewhere it was like, I want to challenge you, speaking to myself, I want you to start wearing clothes that are more noticeable. So I slowly, step by step, walked into wearing clothes that were a little bit brighter and a little bit dressier and a little bit more feminine than I had in the past. Now, it was incremental steps. If you're in my world, I like to say I'm all about stretching. I want to stretch you for sure, but I'm not into breaking. So if any of you have seen my current style, it's pretty over the top glamorama. Um, But that was not what I was you know, 13 years ago, I was slowly, instead of wearing the black yoga pants and the white tank top, I was starting to get bright pink things and bright colorful things and things that were a little bit sexier. And um, I started, you know, wearing all bright colors and flowy skirts and layers and um, more jewelry and things like that. But it was a step-by-step process. But think about it the times when each one of you listening have worn something that felt really good, like, you know, your nicest dress maybe from the closet or your nicest outfit, you feel like a million bucks and you get more attention, right? Like how much more do you hear people saying, oh, my God, you look so great. You look wonderful. So, I realized that if I I could use clothing as a tool to modulate the amount of attention I got. So as I stretched into the brighter clothes and the dressier clothes and the more feminine clothes, I started to get more attention. And I had to slowly, like, kind of make my system be okay with that. And I just keep stretching and stretching and looking for my next evolution. And, you know, it's hilarious to me when people see the way that I dress for my business now. And, you know, I inevitably get some comment, like I can hear people feeling like it's materialistic and like it's just all this, you know, like negative stuff. And it's like, if you only knew how hard I had to work to get here. And if you only knew that this is my expression of the divine and of God, Asks me to dress like this and if you only knew how sacred it is and the reasons why I do it like it just it's part of what I do because I know it gets people's attention and if I get people's attention my message gets out wider and if my message gets out wider I have more impact in the world and then I feel like I'm fulfilling my friggin like goddamn like duty on the planet and what I came here to do so That's what I would love to offer. It's so simple. Like next time any of you go to a networking event or make your next business video or go to a business event or even just go grocery shopping, dress nicer. Start stretching into that. Like it doesn't have to be a huge process, but I can't even tell you, it's the best marketing plan throughout the course of all my success and throughout the success of all my clients is dressing up because they go to these, like, business events and they get so much attention and it works and they become magnetic and these clients come to them. So this is where I'm looking for elegant ease in the way I do business. And I can't say I always achieve it. I have worked my ass off at times, so I'm not going to, like, you know, Pollyanna and talk about as if I've completely figured it out. But I'm continuing to look for those places with elegant ease. And I'm telling you, clothing the feminine likes to be adorned in her highest purest state. So let's use that power in our businesses. And I found that it's a friggin perfect way to work through the visibility issues, too. So that's what I'd like to say about that.
3: <laughs> that's awesome. I, I know that i I feel completely different depending on what outfit I'm wearing. And Mm -hmm. personally, uh, um, I know I've shared this before. A a couple of years ago, I just I gave up Blazer Megan because that's just not me. I need clothes that are a little more expressive, and I I don't want to look corporate because I'm not a corporate personality. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, we all just have to find that comfort zone, I think. And uh, I love it. I think that expressing yourself with clothing is is a great way to work on visibility, yet no one even has to know you're doing it. It could be just adding a scarf, and for you it's a big deal. Um, So baby steps. So we do have another caller. Um, So why don't we go to uh, area code 208? Hello?
1: Hi, Hi, this is Marie.
3: Hi, Hi, Marie. Do you have a question for Christina?
1: Yes, I do. Um, When you first started out, what kind of tips can you give us to find our talents? I don't have a mm. business yet or anything, but what kind of tips, you know, just to find out what our talents that we can start to blend? Mm. Great, great question. Um, so what I normally lead my clients through, and there is a free gift on my website too at christinamarassi.com, a video series that will guide you with this process as well if you'd like to check that out and take this even deeper. But what I'd like to recommend is to literally gather up, all of your work experiences and all your talents and hobbies. It's almost like um, back when I was doing shamanic work, there was this beautiful part of shamanic work called the soul retrieval. And basically the shaman would kind of go into the spirit worlds and go pick up pieces of your soul that may have split off due to trauma of some kind. And it was a very beautiful ritual. And so I feel like I teach business as soul retrieval on some level. So what I'd love to recommend for you to do is to just get out a piece of paper and literally write down all of your work experiences. You know, because here's what I believe is that if you feel like you have something unique or something, something unique to do on the planet or something to offer into the world, then if that's the case, the divine, God, the universe, whichever word works for you, has created a unique curriculum for each one of you. Like So everything you have done up until now was designed by the divine to prepare you for something special. Now, the question is trying to figure out what that something is. And often, you know, when I work with my private clients, like, it's a very deep alchemical process that needs to happen because things need to blend together in a powerful way. It's not necessarily a logical or linear process, but this process is quite linear. So get out a piece of paper and write down all your work experiences going way back. And start to get curious about, like, what was the universe preparing you for? And it, you really have to get outside of kind of conditioning in a way because, you know, when I was growing up, I loved taking pictures of my friends, you know, and I loved clothes and I loved things like that. So, so society creates boxes for careers, right? So if those are the things I loved. Then it was like, well, fashion photography. I guess that's an option. That's clothes. So I went into fashion photography and was like, well, this is great, but it's not quite it. And then, you know, I went into the healing arts. I'm like, well, there's some cool things here, but this isn't quite it. And I think that's because my soul knew I was supposed to be doing what I'm doing now, which is a blend of all those things. So I needed to kind of dismantle the compartments that society puts on careers in order to create something new. So gather up all your work experiences, it's not the easiest for us to see for ourselves. Like I can't even really do it for myself because it's so close. It's like at the tip of, you know, our nose. So we can't really see it. So it's nice to involve another person in this process. You write up your list and then you can, you know, get someone close to you and be like, What do you have fresh eyes when you look at this? Like almost just get curious and get into a place of wonder. Like how do these all blend together? You know, like no one would have figured out fashion photographer and healer became transformational photographer except until I did it you know in highight twenty twenty um you know I have clients who were video editors um in the b movie realm, <laughs> and then they went into like a healing art where it was a lot of dance and movement. And now they're blending that together to help people, like, create awesome videos. She can help them get comfortable on video, and she can also help them edit amazing videos. And her videos really stand out in the marketplace. You know, it's like all, I could go on for days about, like, all these stories of how people's gifts have come together. So write up your work experiences. It's also good sometimes to look at the skill set that you gathered at the work experiences, and really just get curious of like, how do all these want to blend together into your unique offering? And that's what I call your ecstatic brand. And there are more some more steps to that process. So, like I mentioned, you can get the video series on my website at christinemirasty.com. It's the first thing you see when you land there. And if you just enter in your name and email address, you'll get the video sent to you. Um, and you can take this even further. How does that sound? That sounds great. Thank you very much. Awesome. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for the question. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic.
2: So yeah, Christina was talking about her gift is three secrets to explode your business with an ecstatic brand. She'll walk you through the entire process on her website. So go to ChristinaMorassi.com and enter your info and you'll get that. It's so helpful. I went through it myself. That's
1: great. <laughs> Thanks.
2: You're welcome. Wow, what a show. I can't believe it went by so fast. Um, I would just love to know. I mean, how can we work with you? Are you offering anything at the moment? Um, What do you have going on?
1: Ooh, interesting question. (laughs) Um, It's funny because you're you're catching me at a transitional moment for myself, where I feel like, you know, like I said, I like to stretch my clients into their next scary step, as I said earlier, and I'm in my next scary step. You know, I feel like I've learned so much from being in this industry, and a lot of it's been amazing, and I can feel there's a next evolution. I can feel this is great, and I need to innovate this industry or the way I operate in this industry even more. Um, But if any of you are creative spiritual folks, which I imagine almost all of you are, that, you know, when you create something new, you have to go through the creative void, a little bit, too, which is not the fun part. Um, It's a little intense because it's giant question marks everywhere. So I'm sort of in that interesting space at the moment. So um, what I'm doing is literally kind of scaling back in my business. It was a big decision to make because, you know, it felt like I'd created this beautiful kind of machine into the world. And it was like, no, I, I I need my next evolution. And I need a little spaciousness to do that. So I don't normally take on private clients. Um, and this is a moment where I am like I want to scale back. I want to keep things simple. I need some spaciousness so that I can be doing some visioning and see what this next evolution is that wants to come through me. So I do have a summer special. If people are feeling called to the way that I teach business, if you feel like you have something to bring into the world and you want to bring your gifts together and do it in this unique way, it is definitely, you know, Private time with me is definitely an investment, so I want to make sure that's clear. That it's a big, it would be a big leap. It's not a fifty thousand dollar leap. It's nowhere near that. Um, but it is definitely, uh, you know, it's for people who are really ready. Like when I was sitting in that event and I heard that mentor offer that program, it was like that was my destiny. You know, like if she hadn't offered that program in that moment. I would have missed out on a huge destiny set for myself. I don't know why that was my destiny, but it was. So if some of you feel like it's your destiny to click into a big business on the planet and create a strong personal brand and to do it in a unique and creative and soulful way, then you can definitely... You know, when you reach out, if you sign up for the free gift on our website, then we'll be sharing more through the newsletters, through great stories that I'll tell. Um, We're working on one right now to go out for tomorrow. Uh, of just ways to operate in the world in a different way. And if you feel called to do this private work together, there is a summer special going on at the moment that will probably be for the next couple of weeks. So I look forward to seeing if someone's feeling that tingling in their belly of like, oh shit, I'm scared. But yes, this is what I need to do next. So thank you.
2: That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. And um, uh, I hope a lot of people take you up on that because y- your work is so powerful. And you truly they are unique. Are. Yeah. I haven't found anyone else like you. And, oh. yeah.
1: <laughs> that, that's a big compliment. Thank you. Rachel, Rachel's very That's cute. a huge compliment. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys know the Enneagram. Do you guys know that? Yeah. Uh, do you
2: know what number you are?
1: I don't remember. I think it was
2: something like a four.
1: Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> I, I, on the Enneagram, it's a personality typing. And there's numbers one through seven. No, one through nine. And uh, I'm a four on the Enneagram, so I have a feeling you might be too, Rachel. We like to be different, and we like to be special. So when you tell me you haven't found anyone else like me, you're so feeding my special (laughs) looking. So I just giggle at it, but it's a huge compliment. Thank you. (laughs) Well, you're welcome.
2: Is there anything that we haven't asked you that you think you should say to our listeners?
1: Anything important? Ooh. Would you say, I imagine from you sharing about your network and the other topics that are happening, like most everyone is probably pretty much in the healer, spiritual-ish realm of your listeners, perhaps?
2: Yeah, I'd say at least 90%. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty high.
1: So (laughs) I just want to share, too, that, um, you know, us spiritual folks, because I'm in that category. You know, I mean, I was again full-on healer for ten years in Los Angeles, of all things, and living as a house sitter. So I lived in that way. And you know, as heal heal, and why I want to bring this in is because I feel like us healers kind of need to get it together to be the ones, like you know, that not in that flighty place, but like really grounded with like we're going to get shit done because we know what to do here and we're going to we're in a place to be effective now and that's a journey because i know back as a healer i didn't know about money i didn't know about business i didn't do nothing about marketing i spoke fluent woo woo ease you know so it was all airy fairy and esoteric and there's a beauty to that yes however if i do feel like i want to be here to change the planet and i imagine many of you do we have to get it together. Like, we have to learn how to play the game. We don't have to give ourselves up in the process, but we need to get into, I like to say, get the lower chakras. Business lives in the lower chakras, and that's creative spiritual folks. So we like to hang out in the upper chakras, and that's beautiful, but you know what? You're spiritual soul that came here in this planet to take on form and so we need to embody all of the chakras and to be in our humanity and our humanness and to understand money and to like learn about marketing to speak to people to connect to like really reach out to get our message out there like we've got to be the ones in power and you can't be empowered. You're only inhabiting half of your chakras. So I just want to get on my soapbox for a moment. Um, you know, back when I was teaching polarity therapy, anyone is familiar with it. It's not super, like, known, unfortunately, but it's very complex. But at its core, it's about balancing energy. And it would talk about the step-down process of how you go from the higher chakras into the lower chakras. And really, it's the pathway of how spirit comes into form, right? If you think, if those of you are familiar with the chakra system, you know, spirit kind of comes into the seventh chakra and it's very airy and, you know, etheric and and then it starts to come into the sixth chakra and it has a little bit of sight and vision and that has a little more matter to it than just the etheric, esoteric energy. And then if you come step down into the fifth chakra, now we've got some voice, so that has a little bit more matter to it, and then you come down into the fourth chakra, now we'll start to bring in emotion and love, and that emotion has more matter to it than just thoughts or, um, you know, spiritual energy, and then it comes down into the third chakra, now we bring in some power, personal power, and it comes descends down into the second chakra, and we bring in even more emotions and sensuality, and then we come down into the first chakra, and now we're in the root. And this is where business lives. The root is about solid structures and the concrete and tangible and survival. And many of us healers, wounded healers, myself included, have issues being in the lower chakras. And that's why we're not as effective on the planet. And I just, it's not for everyone, the pathway is not for everyone, but if it is for you, I want to lean into that and be like, Do what it takes to shift that story so that you are fully inhabiting all your chakras, so you live into your full power, so you step out into the world, and you become a movement leader, and you, like, do this work that you've come here to do, because as far as the world is going to miss out, and I just don't like that process, like, the world is waiting for what you have to offer, so... Like, let the universe know that you're ready. And then pay attention for, you know, the right newsletter to cross your path or the right free training to cross your path or the right mentor or the right program to cross your path. And take that next stretch and that next step and just do it. Like, freak out later, but just make the, you know, it's got to be in alignment, of course. We're not talking about things out of alignment, but look for your next scary step and do it. Because we all need to be more descended and landed on the planet so that I think it helps us to reach fruition of our own individual soul. But I think it's going to help us reach fruition of our collective soul. So I feel very passionate about that. I'm still, I am still have my places of needing to get into the lower chakras. I don't have it all figured out, but... The person I am today is very different from the person I was when I was a hippie, healer burning man girl and didn't know about business and didn't know about money. And I'm glad I took the time to do that because originally I would reach 10 people in a room for $35 a night. Now I reach thousands around the world and then they reach thousands around the world, my clients. So that's impact. That's what we need to change this planet and we need you. So, do whatever it takes to take your next scary step. Thank you. I'll step down off my soapbox (laughs) now. And that's what came through. Thank you for that moment. It's fun to get fire and brimstone. (laughs) I'll stop now.
2: Well, that was beautiful. And we all need to hear that. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes when we look around, things seem so important. The everyday stuff. But this is really just a call to look inside of us and say, why are we here? What's the Mm -hmm. point? not going to do this if we feel that calling, you know. So thank you for that.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for the request. Yeah.
2: And thank you for today. I know we're out of time, but just, you know, I'm so grateful that you took the time to come and talk with us. And, you know, I'm sure you have a very busy schedule, so I really appreciate it. Thank
1: you so much. You're welcome. Um, my pleasure. It was fun. Um, I do sometimes I have to sort of rein in my spiritual speak a little bit if I'm in more of the business realm. So it's fun for me to let loose in more of the spiritual realms to bring that side in. So it was a great honor. Thank you so much for asking. Rachel, it was great to hear to be here with you both.
3: Oh, thank you, Christina. It was so great to learn more about your, your whole story. And yes, you were certainly in the right uh, venue for for what you spoke about. So, I took it all in and, and it's it's great. Yeah. Awesome. awesome.
1: Thank you. Awesome.
2: Thanks so much. We'll let you go. And just remind everybody that you can head over to christinamorassi.com, get yourself on the newsletter, learn more about her summer special going on right now. And in the meantime, you can, you know, do that 3 secrets to explode your business as an ecstatic brand free training. You're going to learn so much about yourself, even if you're not looking to create a business right now. It's just really eye-opening when you can see all that you've done in your life on a piece of paper and just, it's pretty cool. So <laughs>
1: thanks thank so much you. for thanks. listening. Yeah, thanks everyone who joined us and thanks to an amazing host. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Aw, thank you. Thanks, Christina. And <laughs> bye.
2: Bye. 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 Thanks for everybody who submitted a question and who called in. I'm sorry we didn't get to all of you, um, but definitely call in next week, um, and we'll fit you in then. We love you guys, and we're just going to remind you about our network shows and that you can go to soulfulprinter.com and get more info about upcoming shows and get on our newsletter list to find out who is coming up next.
3: Yep, and we'll post um, a link to Christina's website as well on the previous show's page. You can find all of the shows that we've done this year on our website. And um, we also have a Facebook page. So if you look up Soulful, and full is with two L's, preneur.com, you'll find out more. So we are, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, part of the Enlightenment Evolution Network. And so we've got radio shows on every day of the week and sometimes more than one a day. Um, and tonight we have at 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, we have Victoria Vives Wong and she hosts Earth Sky People, your bridge between heaven and earth.
2: And tomorrow, Wednesdays, tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have the Enlightenment Evolution Hour with Rob Gothier. He channels Treb and has amazing guests.
3: You can find more at trebchanneling.com. Thursdays, we have Philip Malika's Consciousness Evolution Hour, and he discusses a wide range of metaphysical topics from the perspective of the fifth dimension. And you can find more about him on his Facebook group, Consciousness Evolution 2.0.
2: Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have the Earth
3: Experience with Kalina
2: Angel, which explores our soul's expansion through our human experiences
3: on Earth. And then Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern, we have the Odyssey Ascension with Roxanne Swainhart, and she does a two-hour show with Ascension Downloads and uh, talks about past lives and soul purpose and energy activations and all things Ascension.
2: And About Oneness on Sundays is at a new time at 2 p.m. Eastern, with Karen Newman, where she talks about celebrating the ongoing conscious awakening of our planet and our realization of oneness and unconditional love. And her guest this week is the Twin Soul Medium. It's a call-in show,
3: so you can call in and get your questions answered by Crystal Vanden Acker. And then we have on Monday nights at a new time, 9.30 Eastern, we have Heart to Heart, talk radio with Daniel Scranton and he talks about the shift and global events and channeling and he has guests on and opens uh, up for callers so it's a really active hour or so show.
2: So that is the end of our show today and it's the end of me and Megan doing it together in the same room. I'm moving to Phoenix in a few days so it'll be interesting but still at the same time same place for you. We love you and we're so glad that you listen and we'll see you next week. Thanks everybody. Have a great day.